0: Welcome everyone to another episode of More Marketing Ideas with me, Fred Gillen, your host, where you will learn from industry experts based on their life's experiences and business processes. So let's get on with the show. Today I'd like to welcome Jeff Vale to the show. Now Jeff is a serial entrepreneur. He originally hails from Adelaide, but now lives in Manila and will share with us some Decades of experience uh, as a multi-business owner with lots to share on the show today. So um, I'm just going to welcome Jeff to the show, and uh, we'll see what Jeff has to say.
1: Okay, so Jeff, um, welcome to the show. Uh, just to you know, the, after that brief bio and the introduction, what I'd just like to ask most um, people when they come on the podcast is, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself, like your background, maybe where you grew up. Um, You know, what got you, what your interests were at that time, and how they developed then into you starting your business. And then we can have a chat further into the podcast about your business and what you've learned along the way.
2: All right. Thanks for that, Fred. This is Jeff, the business guru. I'm in downtown Manila at the moment. Um, I left Australia eight years ago, but I'll come back to that a bit later. Your original question was uh, about my background. I grew up in um, a sleepy town, country town called Adelaide. And, um, I was told by my parents, um, if I don't like it when I was 14, if I don't like it there, get out. So they didn't know, but I had $50 saved up behind my cricket photos, so, which was about equal to about uh, two weeks' worth of wages for a man in those days. So I, I grabbed my $50 and my swag and I got out and um, went and stayed at probably, I was playing a lot of football, so I had a lot of mates. I went and stayed at about 15 or 16 different mates places a week here and a week there and a week there but of course the parents kept on chucking me out so I finally had nowhere to go. I used up my 16 friends and uh, one day um, I found a, a really nice house so I got that house I was happy with that and I came home one night, Fred and my house was missing. Someone had actually stolen my house and the reason for that is my house was behind a shopping center. it was a brand new stainless steel. Skip bin that I'd found. I, being a kid, I thought it was fantastic, like a submarine. I'd hop into my little submarine every night. I'd get up in the morning. I had no money. I'd get up in the morning. I'd go and steal some milk money. Um, you remember the old horse and buggy milk guy? I'd go and get ahead of him and steal a little bit of milk money. Then I'd go past the bakery and steal a loaf of hot bread, go to the orchard, steal a cup of oranges, go back to my submarine, have breakfast, and then get up and go to the railway station, have a shower, and, and play pinballs all day. But moving on from that, I had to get a job, so I started working um, for a lot of people. And between 14 and 28, I had approximately 200 jobs. I was never never satisfied with what I was doing. Um, they, were, they were mainly um, labouring jobs, storemen, or um, what was the other one, kitchen hand. Because my stepfather was a great motivational speaker, and when I was a kid, he used to comb my hair, and the morning ritual I got, I got a motivational talk every morning. It was this shit, you're an ugly kid. <laughs> so that was my motivation every day. And he always told me I'd be a nobody. So when I picked up the newspaper, I kept going for storeman, labourer, kitchen hand jobs, not realising I had probably higher and higher, better skills than that. Um, fast forward, till I was 28, one day, I remember it vividly I was getting $100 a week I got a bit of paper out and I added it all up I said okay $20 for my car payment um, $15 for my rent uh, $10 for food uh, $20 if you want to have a girlfriend um, and, and so it went and I got to about $90 and realized there was $10 left and then times that by 50 I realized if I work my ass off at the end of the year I'm gonna have $500 so that's when I decided to turn the coin. said, This is shit. It's no, no good to me. I'm going to have to bring in some money. So I, I decided to become self employed. And with that, my first business venture I decided to do, I'd been on a couple of um, disco cruises. So I decided to put on, a, put on the floating disco on Sydney Harbour. Um, so I'd moved to Sydney by that time. And I, I rang up, found out the price of hiring a ferry. Um, rang up Kentucky Fried Chicken, found out the price of food, rang up a wine shop, found out the prices of wine, and I put together the floating disco with all the food you can eat, which, let me tell you, it was two pieces of chicken, that's all I'm gonna give you, so that's all you can eat, (laughs) and some rot-gut wine, that was all the wine you could drink. All right, so we put the cruise on, and how I did that, I started with um, $40, I put an ad in the local paper, and when people rang up, there was no cruise. At that time it was a fictitious cruise. I just took their, um, took their booking, asked them to send me their money to a PO box, and people were pretty trusting in those days. And when I got about two or three hundred dollars in, which might have been say, January, by March, I had enough money to put on my first cruise, and the people that had booked, I kept putting them off saying, oh, "I'm sorry, by the time I got your deposit, um, it was booked out, we'll put you on the next one." And then the cruise was born. And I was able to run that cruise weekly, and I was pulling in uh, approximately a thousand dollars profit per cruise. And by that time, wages were about eh, give or take about two hundred and fifty dollars. So I was making um, four times the average wage just by running my cruises, which was a lot of fun. I did that for, I did that for quite a while actually, and um, then my wonderful girlfriend left me and went to England. And I realized, you know, for the first time, I realized what loneliness was because I spent a lot of time with her. We did everything together, absolutely everything. And I would virtually cut off all my mates and spent all my time with my wonderful girlfriend. And when she went, I had nobody. I had no girlfriend and no mates. So I had to sort of crawl back to my mates. And they, luckily, they welcomed me back. And I decided uh, with the floating disco, it was an opportunity to meet a lot of single people, of course. But then I had to have an office to sell the tickets so I got myself an office in the city and I'm sitting there like an idiot in this office on my own waiting for people to come in and give me their money and I realized I can use this office for something else and then I saw an ad um, in America in the, in the local paper for an American company called um, video dating and I thought that sounds interesting so I formed a company a matchmaking company called video match boy meets girl on video and I how I did that I Ran some ads in the paper, and when the guys rang, I told them the truth. I said, guys we've only just started. We've only got 200 girls on our books, we, and I, had, I actually had none, And we're not going to start until we got 500 girls. So let me take your name and number and we'll call you back in the very near future. Then I advertised some fictitious people like uh, handsome policemen. And of course, 30 or 40 girls rang up to meet the handsome policeman, and I got their details. So basically, once I had 40 girls, I could start the actual system happening. And the rest is history. I ran that for approximately um, 20 years. I was at that time I was the biggest matchmaker in the world. I had branches uh, in Australia, of course, and I branched out to overseas to the Philippines, um, Malaysia, and Singapore, and went extremely well doing that. And um, funny enough, I met my wife there, so that was. And I was with her. She was a Malaysian girl. I was with her for 16 years, so that was a wonderful time of my life. Anyway, um, that business I got, I got absolutely jack of it, and I was just about the end of my tether. And someone, uh, a rich guy who'd been building Westfield shopping centres, um, started dating one of my staff. Who, with pillow talk, said, "Oh, Jeff's making a fortune, and he's a bad guy. You should, you should buy this business." So he he offered me um, four hundred and fifty thousand, which is a lot of money in those days. Uh, so I, I got out. Um, I left the business, and four hundred and fifty was was a fortune probably equal to about equivalent i think maybe three or four million in in today's money and The funny thing is there's a a uh, program out there still going called r s v p and they started after me and they got bought out for by the- Mur- murdochs and Packers the young boys bought them out for forty four million so I got out a little bit early, but that's another story anyway, I took my money. And I um, got myself a penthouse in the city. I rented a nice penthouse in the centre of Sydney. Bought myself a lovely sports car, and um, <laughs> got bored. After three months, I didn't know what to do with myself. I'd been working all my life, um, and I'd helped a friend start a catering company, and he dudded me. He was supposed to be 50-50, but he cut me out and dudded me. So I decided, um, but, I would start a catering business. So my methodology was this. I got every yellow pages from, from the post office from all over Australia and I painstakingly, over a two month period, I rang the bigger ones, but I rang almost every catering company in Australia and asked them for their menu. With the story being, oh G'day, my son's getting married in a few weeks' time. He's only just told us about it. Can you send me your menu? You've been highly recommended, but I need to see your menu. And that was before the internet, so people didn't see to go online. And the mailman would turn up like Father Christmas with a sack full of mail every day to my friend's office and I'd go through all this stuff and I wanted to be the best caterer that could be. So I I took the best of the best and steal, borrowed. These days we call it modelling. I I modelled what they did and put together uh, a package for my clients and I thought it was going to be easy but the thing was people would ring me up for catering and I'd say oh do you want salt and pepper? what of tablecloths do you want? I'd make all these notes and, these, and I was being doing it nicely and wasn't trying to hard sell and then people would never ring me back <clears throat> so I almost failed on that venture but then I realized that buyers are liars <laughs> so I changed my approach and virtually on the, on the spot when I had them on the phone said okay there's only two spots left for your date Blah blah blah. We're also having a price rise. I'm going to put you down for the old prices, and I grab their credit card then and there. And the rest is history. That went on to be a, a very successful business, turning over five million dollars. And sad to say, I just lost that business um, with COVID in the last 12 months. Because as we know, you only feed two people with no parties. And um, the, a good example was Victoria Valentine's uh, night in Victoria. We had some 120 parties booked in, and mainly with seafood. So we bought $40,000 worth of seafood ready to go. And on Valentine's Eve, damn the man, closed down Victoria. Now my good buddy, the seafood provider, he does not want his $40,000 worth of seafood back. And I've got no customers. All they want to do is ring me up and get their money back for their function. I'm stuck with $40,000 worth of seafood. That's a lot of prawns and crabs to have to eat. All right, so. Hence, we had a bit of bad luck with the catering. But um, in the meantime, I learned a lot, a lot of lessons, and I, I formed um, simultaneously about four years ago. I formed a group called the thebusinessgurus.com.au, which is a digital marketing company. And realizing that every business needed some help with their marketing, so primarily we went with that. We we started doing that business. And I'd i been in the Philippines a lot, knew a bit about outsourcing. Uh, in fact, I was outsourcing before the word was even invented. I've got 120 websites, and I rent I rent them out to people and give them income from those every week. Um, however, I've now got 28 team members here, and we offer 12 different services for any people that need marketing. Um, please jump on a chat one day, reach out, happy to give you some free advice because. The old saying is, no one knows at all, including us. We can always learn from each other. Yeah, that's so pretty
1: true, Jeff. So, like, you've obviously been through a lot and, you know, a variety of businesses and learned a lot along the way. So, if you, like, and not looking backwards, but usually I ask somebody if they were starting out what they would do differently, but what I'd like to do is ask you, if you had somebody come to you and say, they want to start a new business. and um, what advice would you give them?
2: Um, the best advice you can give them, Fred, is be prepared to invest in themselves and spend money. Don't there's not there's free software and free this and free that and free that, there's no free lunch. Um, buy I mean certainly test something out, take the free version for fourteen day trial to see if it suits you and then go with it. Um, and the other thing is fail fast. My secret of my success, I believe, Fred, I did a lot of things and I was right more than I was wrong. So, in other words, if you're right more than you're wrong, you'll make money. And for example of that, if I buy, say, I'll make this up, if I buy 10 software packages a $100 each, all my friends laugh at me. But if the 10th one makes me a million, that was a bloody good investment of my
1: $1,000. Yeah, no, great, great advice. Um, we're probably coming up to um, the finishing off, but I will go back to the original question. That I was going to ask, and that is that, if you, when you were starting out,
2: looking, uh-huh. looking
1: back in hindsight, um, what would you do differently?
2: Um, I'd get out at the top, Fred. Each, of, every one of my businesses, apart from this one, I'm very passionate about. Every business that I end up having, I was tired. I was worn out doing everything myself. Um, staff issues, tax, the government, everyone looking up your bum. Um, it's Pretty lonely and pretty tough life being an entrepreneur. Um, so basically, um, if you get fed up with it, put, put your systems in place. If you get fed up with it, get out. Try, try and try and get yourself a job that doesn't need you, right? Try and put your systems in place, and, and do it. Do it that way. That's the way, what my advice now would be. If you don't like it, get out. Don't be frightened to jump.
1: Okay, so so fail fast is probably there. The comments yeah, out of that for me. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, Jeff. I think it's um, we're probably just a, a little bit over the 20-minute mark. So I um, normally that's what I normally run the podcast to, and I, I appreciate your time. Um, is no, there Anything father, else you'd I'll... like to share before I close out the call?
2: No, I think that we've covered. it. I think we've covered it pretty well. I thank you once again for the opportunity. I was, I was amazed. I, I heard that I heard that you you and Peter was fantastic. So I'll, I'll look. I'll look forward to having a recap of this one.
1: No, that's fine. It, hopefully, there's a lot more going into Can this week, so so we, we should have a, a few more episodes coming out pretty quickly. I've just got to decide on the distribution schedule because I, like you, I don't want to make it a job. I want to make it um, something I enjoy doing.
2: And the other thing that's coming up going to be big, bigger than ever, and you know this already, bigger than ever, and we'll learn. It's a new learning curve for me anyway, particularly. Um, YouTube is going to be huge huge right so if we're not into YouTube we're going to get left behind U- huge huge youtube's going to be bigger than crypto
1: oh gee that's a I statement I might have to put that in as a quote in the in the show notes
2: <laughs> all right fair enough
1: <laughs> okay mate. Uh, right. I appreciate your time and th- 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 thanks for coming on the call uh, I'll let you know when we actually publish it and
2: I'll send you a yeah. copy for sure. I've got this idea, Fred. So I'll just run past you very quickly. You're a smarty, I know that, and I respect you. Um, I'm thinking about putting together, I'll see you have a night on, the, on the, our thing with Peter. I'm going to put together a mastermind group. I'm going to get you to know whether it's worthwhile or not. Putting on a mastermind group um, once a month, probably 10 people. If there's more than 10, I might put on two of them, like one group here, A group A and group B. Um, and basically brainstorm with each other and swap ideas. And to keep it interesting, each second show or maybe every show, I'll have an expert come on, like an SEO expert, uh, a web developer, uh, an accountant, how to look after your money, whatever. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, masterminds are great. Great. You know, I've, I've, I'm in quite a few masterminds, and usually you come away with, no matter how many you join, you usually come away with some kind of nuggets at the end of it. Yeah, so, you can't stop
2: learning, right? You cannot stop learning. No. yeah Yes, that's, that's my plan. Put put that put that together. But I didn't I didn't want to be putting it together and people go, oh, who's that veal thing he is? You know, rah 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 rah. I, I don't know at all. I just want to share the knowledge with a with a smart group of people.
1: But that's that's the whole basis of any marketing. Like you get a lot of people at the moment that they'll they'll build courses, for example. And one of yep. the flaws in building a course is they might spend a month or two, or two months or whatever it is putting all their energy in putting all the content together getting it all organized getting it all looking smick, you know smacked and whatever else um, and then they put it out to the audience and people aren't interested so the first yeah. thing I tell people is do, do, a, do a pilot poll like what you did you know in one of the, the businesses you, you tested the
2: water you saw there was any interest so if there's interest yes.
1: then you build it but you don't build it to find out there's no interest
2: yeah so the same I, thing I, uh, yeah very quick one what I've also done in the past it's a good mistake what I've done in the past, and I read a book on this later. In the past, because of my ego, I've tried to make my failures into winners, right? Whereas the book said, make your winners into bigger winners, and walk away from your failures.
1: Well, it'll be interesting to see the outcome coming out. So, when are so you're putting a book together with those hints and tips?
2: I may do. i got I, 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 books on my agenda, <laughs> but. Um, time per minute. What's a book cost to put together, Fred, approximately?
1: Oh, mate, uh, I've got mates' rates and then the real rate, so you would have to have a talk offline to me about that.
2: Yeah, alright, no, no problem at all. We'll, we'll do that. Alright, all right. thanks, Fred. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Your time. Have, a have a great day, buddy. Take care.
0: Well, now it's time for a word from our sponsor. And right now, that's me, Brad Gillen, your host of More Marketing Ideas Podcast. Yes, just like you, I'm in business and I'm here to help. If you would like to have a free, no-obligation consultation with me to see how I can work with you and your business to help you attract more clients, pre-qualify them, and build your business, then simply reach out to me on Facebook Messenger at m.me forward slash more marketing ideas so it's that easy just reach out let's get together and uh, see what we can do to help grow your business it's Greg at More Marketing Ideas Podcast take care and have a great day